You are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. Sam and Steve here for another episode. Sam, how are we feeling? Steve, well, I'm not even going to get into the Yankees aspect first. I got to see you, your wife, and Stevie Jr. on Saturday. And despite a heartbreaking Yankees loss in person, that was among the highlights of a very, very eventful weekend. Yes, yes, that was awesome hanging out. Me and Sam got to catch the game on Saturday. I brought my son to his first ever baseball game. And shout out to the Yankees bullpen Pretty sure it was Wandy uh, Peralta threw up a baseball. Um, I mean, it's pretty impossible to not throw up a baseball when you see how cute my son was out there. But it was awesome to hang out with Sam, catch a game. Unfortunately, it was definitely a game to remember, but the Yankees uh, almost came back for an unforgettable game. Uh, but then they ended up blowing it in the extra innings to the Phillies. Uh, it was great to see the Yankees just live in person, though, Sam. It's been, it's been a long time since seeing the Yankees uh, up close and personal. Oh, it was so, so great to see the Yankees. Yeah, it was my first Yankees game since September 17th, 2019. I went up on a Tuesday night to see them play the Los Angeles Angels uh, in 2019 in their uh, right before their playoff run all the way to the ALCS. But my goodness, the Yankees are returning to 100% capacity on Friday when they welcome the Oakland A's. I cannot even describe, and I got to go on Sunday, which I'll talk about in a Much less bit. fun game than Saturday, even though they both were losses. <laughs> yes, correct. It was so amazing to walk into a ballpark again. I was tailgating beforehand, country music going, got the Coors Light flowing, walking into the game, no mask. It was like 2019. I would not even think we just <laughs> it came was good, out man. of that, that beer tasted good. They went down quick, man. That, that Those those tall boys, they, they just flow differently when you're at a ballpark. Um, so, yeah, it was great to see that. I think the, the, the Bronx Zoo is going to be wild with 100% fans here, and it's kind of just what the Yankees need. Um, despite the, the, the poor showing in Philadelphia, the Yankees have had a very strong week since me and you last spoke. We had our emergency podcast when the Yankees got swept by the Boston Red Sox. Uh, They take two out of three from the Twins. It should have been a sweep there. Um, But then they went to Buffalo, and they just finished a sweep of the Blue Jays with uh, uh, three very nice games there. So the Yankees, if you take away the NL, the Yankees have won five of their last six versus the AL, um, and then they just happen to have a two-game losing streak in there uh, versus the NL there. But overall, I think strong. You know, I think there was – you know, I'd say up and down, but they finally finished strong. Typically, we record after a loss. Uh, Sam, I'm going to you. You wanted to record after the Philly series, uh, and I said we need, we need to hold it off. I feel like something good's going to happen versus the Blue Jays, and you weren't as confident as I was. So I'm happy to take the win there. So if you all remember, I said last week if the Yankees did not turn things around, I'd have to actually put forth a, a conceited effort to get the first girlfriend in my. 24 years and two months of living. I have not had much success in that department in my life. They're missing Anyway, I go to the game Sunday, and I see – I get good seats along the third baseline. Took my dad for early Father's Day. Aside from a sweet 
best seats I've been in in a game in a long time. But unfortunately, at the end of the game, and I stayed till the final out, Oof. I see the Yankees bullpen. I text Steve this. The guys are fucking laughing coming back from the bullpen of a 7 nothing loss in which they looked, the hitters looked awful facing Aaron Nola. Granted, the guy is a great pitcher. He had his breaking ball going, whatever. But I was irked leaving that game. I went to a graduation party right from there. I was still in my Jeter jersey, unbuttoned, a little bit down, but you know, saw some good people at the party. <laughs> flashing the and, skin, Sam. Flash the skin. Oh you gotta, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to get the, to get the women, you got to start flashing the skin, man. <laughs> and oh, absolutely, absolutely. The, the the chest hair was flowing. I mean, I, I was feeling good <laughs> on Sunday after I left the game. Went to a grad party, had a couple beers. Uh, but I text Steve on Monday. This is two oh nine p.m. And I'm about to cancel. I'm about to cancel the season after what I just saw. And, and rightfully uh, so. It was it was ugly. There was Monday was filled with fire, Aaron Boone, all over the internet. Um, so I, it, you weren't alone there. I don't know why I ended up going to the game when I saw Ruth Neto door in the three hole. I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, that was just stuff has to be going very bad for that to happen. Of course, Aaron Judge was scratched with back spasms. Stack Steve a little bit after 209 and I say tonight question mark just cuz the last 3 games were a dumpster fire. The Yankees 33 and 32 through 65 games. Kind of they are what they are at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And you say I need something positive to talk about. Haha. Let's wait till after the Blue Jays series and pray we don't suck. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to come to PA and literally ask you in person, what were you thinking? Because I thought this season was lost and off the rails. And I, of course, responded with the line I pulled last week. I said, I think the chances of me getting a GF are higher than that, but I love the positive thinking. And positive thinking it was. Although, on Tuesday, I get a surprise day off for my boss, Go out and play a round of golf. I shoot my best ever score. I get under 110. Things are looking up. I shoot a 108. I do what I do every night in the summer. I go out back with the TV, have three or four cores lights throughout the game, and have a good time with the weather warm. But Jordan Montgomery walks the first three batters of the fucking game, and (laughs) I have steam blowing out of my ears. I'm, I'm like positive i i held off on on texting you i texted you after their after the game or when britain came in i was thinking at that point this is done it was a disaster after the the one we just saw in philly to have montgomery struggle in that first inning it was like holy shit we are we're in trouble because a loss there would have brought the team back to 500 uh and that would have been you know i changes might have happened after that start, if you have uh, Jameson absolutely shit the bed in Philly. Uh, Domingo Ramon got lit up here. And then for Montgomery to go out and have a, a, that type of first inning, you know, it, it. what else could you expect from the Yankees at that point? So the fact that they turned that around after that first, those first three batters, like you said, is mind-blowing seeing what we've seen from this team so far. Yeah, and it was a park that I've said multiple times. Last year, the Yankees got handled in last year at that ballpark up in Buffalo. Yep. And the Blue Jays have won every series, two or three games this year. They have a lot of really good young hitters. 
not just Vlad Guerrero. They got Bichette. They got Lourdes Gurriel, who feels like is a, an underrated Yankees killer. And they're Hernandez coming off is of, killing us. Biggio hits well versus us. It was everybody. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. is coming off a series in which he hit four home runs in four games against the Red Sox. I see Jared Carabas saying uh, he had enough of the Blue Jays and, and rightfully They were a hot team it, coming in. They, they just took third place from the Yankees and were chasing down. They scored 18 runs versus the Red Sox um, last weekend. So it was it – was, it was, a, it was a disaster waiting to happen for the Yankees. And now here we are three days later, and the Yankees have swept to the Blue Jays. And they, they did some with timely hitting, some some very strong pitching from the bullpen and from Garrett Cole. This looked like a team that is what we were expecting. Big home runs, you know, especially Thursday night. John Carlos Stanton ripping a laser uh, opposite field there to help take the win here. So the Yankees have pushed all the right buttons. Um, the, the past three days, that could. But the problem with the Yankees, Sam, is that we can now be a completely different team versus Oakland here. They're, 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 the inconsistency is is crazy. If you look at the, the you know the two wins versus Minnesota, you think oh maybe they'll they'll bounce back here. Then the Chapman with the rare blown loss there, then followed up by Philly, you're like, and it's it, it's just up and down, up and down. It's so hard to say what Yankees are going to show up each day. Um, but we'll, we'll, we're going to take it for a little bit of, of the positive spin here because we're coming off a nice win. Uh, I want to I want to stick to you know some positivity here. Um, and the one guy that we got to start with for, to kick off three up three down is is Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez has had a rejuvenation since May. He is a completely different player than he has was in the beginning of the year. Here he's he's hitting the ball all over the park. He's got ten home runs here. And backed it up with a pinch hit bomb on Wednesday night to save the Yankees and get that win there. He had a huge impact on that game, as Garrett Cole said, is pretty spectacular three and a half innings there for a guy coming off the bench here. Hit the bomb, helped out Chapman uh, on a poor, uh, poor throw at the plate to to nail Vlad at at third. Um, it, it's just really fun to see Gary Sanchez kind of do this. Uh, big hits on Tuesday. He ripped a double. Uh, late in the game there too. Uh, yes, yeah, another another hit on Thursday. Uh, it's gotten to the point where I know Cole and Higgy have have gotten that you know that bond, but the, the difference of, of how these two are hitting now is you need to find a way to have Gary Sanchez in the lineup every single day if you're the Yankees. Absolutely, and of course he's a catcher, and they're going to need to sneak a backup in there once a week. But yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Same with that, but I, yeah. I, I think you could throw him at a DH every once in a while too here. It's not full on. If he's not catching, he needs to be on the bench. Absolutely. And the rejuvenation or running it back to the not 2017 form, but certainly not something we've seen in a prolonged stretch this year. Entering tonight since May 1st. If I wanted to, we could go back shorter, and these numbers would be a lot better. But he's hitting 250 since May 1st. I am fine with him as low as 235, as long as he's getting on base and hitting home runs. But he's at 250. His OPS is nearly at 900 since the beginning of May. Uh, it's been really, really good to see. And you think about that Wednesday game, the second win against the Blue Jays. He comes in. He hits a two-run home run, and then he bails Chapman out of an awful fielding decision, 
Gary Sanchez won the Yankees that game on Wednesday. With, without a doubt. And that even and, and Garrett Cole gave him gave him that nod too. Like Cole pitched phenomenal. We'll talk about Cole right after this. Um but but Gary Sanchez won the game for for the Yankees on Wednesday. And, and you mentioned the, those numbers and how he's been doing, but make it shorter. Sam, in we're we're almost through June here. In June, Gary's hitting over 300. He's slugging 675. He's got four home runs in 12 games. Um, completely different hitter. And that is how he's been his career. You can tell when his confidence is there. And when his confidence is there, he knows he can put the ball 430 feet anywhere in the ballpark at ease. And when his confidence is gone, the dude can't catch a baseball and might as well not bring a bat to the, the batter's box. It's it's the Jekyll and Hyde of Gary Sanchez, which has been what the Yankees have been to. So they they kind of are a perfect match. You know, if Gary's going well, the Yankees are going to win baseball games. If Gary's struggling, you're going to have the Boo Birds. You're going to have the why is this guy even on the roster type stuff. And the Yankees are going to lose four or five and have some rough games. Um, it is pretty crazy how that as Gary goes, it seems like that's kind of how the Yankees go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I've noticed a different approach with Gary at the plate. I would have to put it side by side to make it definite. But in these last couple weeks especially, I'm I'm noticing a lower leg kick. And I'm noticing a shorter swing where he's not coming all the way around. Uh, Interesting. He's kind of of simplifying things when I look at it. And – it's great to see because a lot of people, including we have been one of the most, or excuse me, two of the most staunch Gary Sanchez defenders out there. But when Higashioka was hitting early in the year, Gary Sanchez didn't have a full-time role, and, and rightfully oh, so. And, 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 and he didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve it. When the, I'll give, give credit there. When, the Yankee, when he was on the bench, the Yankees – Played better. And Kyle Higashoka had a great two weeks there, and that's the probably the best two weeks the Yankees have had this year. But, you know, Higgy is is approaching Tyler Wade's status sometimes at the plate <laughs> the past few weeks here. He, looks he was like, in the minors nine years for a reason. Yeah. And it's kind of the, the same thing that we've said for years about Austin Romanov. Perfect guy as you want as your backup. Catch lightning in a bottle every now and then and, and ride the wave for a few games. But this is not an everyday starter. Especially when you look at the 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 lack of what we're going to get from the plate here. Um, so if you anytime if you you can have Gary Sanchez in there when he's swinging like this, it's a no brainer, and, and it good, good for Boone to realize it. Boone's like, hey, Gary was struggling, uh, but he kept his head down and he, he really focused in the cage, and now he's on fire and he's going to play often, and it's, it's it's been working out and it's fun to see because uh, I can't believe Gary hit that that pinch hit home run. I really was like, because I was sitting there watching, I was like, it'd be awesome if Gary hits a home run here, but there, there's no chance. And then he smoked it. They look majestic in that park, by the way. I know <laughs> it's a minor league park. They're playing in New York. I mean, I feel bad for the, the Blue Jays, uh, but uh, it's th- those home runs do look great. I, I just love seeing it. It's like, is it going to get to the highway? Is it going to get over the highway? Those kind of aspects uh, of random ballparks are, are fun to watch, especially are when they- you guys hit it like this. Are they ever going to be allowed back in Canada to play? I sent in the Gotham Slack tonight, and I... It seems like they're getting close. I know that, you know, they allowed, you know, Toronto starting to, to open up a little bit. So I think that they are trying to plan for something by end of July, um, which would be huge because, you know, the, these that's a huge fan base out there that, that, that needs to see the, the, this fun 
this fun lineup out in uh, in the old Sky Dome. I mean, there were a lot of Yankees fans in Philly this weekend. I'd guess anywhere from thirty to forty percent, give or take. Yeah, I, I, it was it was loud in Philly. It was loud, but it was, it was. real loud in Buffalo. <laughs> well, they were there were more Yankees fans in Buffalo. I mean, they're truly playing in Yankees territory. Yeah, it's a no. lot of people in upstate New York that don't get to see the Yankees that have to drive hours, whether it be to the city, whether it be to Boston. Or they're rarely out in Pittsburgh. But I was looking to see who the Blue Jays were starting tonight because it was on – they had a TBD for the longest yeah. time up until last night. And I go to ESPN and I see who they're starting. And the ticket prices are on the right side of the screen. And it was over 300 a pop to get that's in crazy. tonight. That I mean, crazy. that just shows it so – the Blue Jays and I, yeah, I said tonight in, in Slack, the the place went nuts when Stanton hit that home run to give the Yankees the lead. So the Yankees really uh, on this, quote, it is an eight-game road trip. They had two games where they had a, a lot of their fans there. And then tonight, in a, or excuse me, the past three nights in a small bar, ballpark, they had the the majority of fans, but it's got to be cool to see them play in a minor league stadium like that. I wish it I was. Could. It was so strange. Um, yeah. No, we got mentioned that Glaber Torres did leave with an injury on Thursday. Um, hopefully, nothing back, nothing, but it's a lower back if stiffness going on there. But it was so interesting to see him going back to the clubhouse and had to go through the bullpen and at the same time. Stanton was going back to the clubhouse maybe to take some swings because obviously he's a DH. So he was just running across the outfield while, while uh, Glaber was going to the, the clubhouse and it's all the way on the other side. So, I mean, huge disadvantage to have that be your home ballpark. You know, the amenities of, of real stadiums now compared to a minor league stadium uh, are insane. So hopefully Blue Jays sake they get back in Toronto. Um, but So, yeah, I did just mentioned there that Glaber Torres left the game with an injury there too. Um, looks like Luke Voigt is making some some progress and might be on his way back here. Uh, so you're going to see a little bit of a lineup changes uh, the next few days for the Yankees. But Glaber down for a long time is an issue because I don't think we want Gio Urshela, even though he made some phenomenal plays today in thir- at third in the field. But I, I don't I don't want him to be our everyday shortstop. He, he's great there for the occasional game or two. Um, and the less we see Tyler Wade, the better. So I think prayers up here that that Glaber doesn't miss too much time. Yeah, he left with back stiffness, and we saw Aaron Judge deal with some back troubles yeah. in New York, or excuse me, in Philadelphia over the weekend. So let's hope it's not something too serious. The power numbers are down for Glaber. We've mentioned that a yeah, lot on the podcast, uh, but the defense has been good at shortstop. And yeah, it's been plenty respectable, and he's he's doing great. He's doing good with the bat, like you said. He's definitely changed his approach and not swinging for the fences here. I, I don't love that change, but it is he is getting some some solid contact, hitting the ball the other way a great amount. But he's been been mostly a singles, occasional double hitters here, where you know we were talking about Glaber Torres could be a forty home run guy. Yeah, you're definitely right about that, and the, this is a guy. Like you said, for defensive purposes, the Yankees really can't afford to lose for a long time because Gio Urshela is not an everyday shortstop. Uh, like you said, he fills in pretty good here and there. Tyler Wade 
his bat in the lineup is really there is no bat kind of an automatic out you can't have him so the yankees kind of have their hands tied if Torres has to go on the DL. Yeah, and it'd just be nice to see a full infield, a full healthy infield here. You know, if we can actually get it to be Voight, DJ, Glaber, and Urshela, um, you know, that's what you want. You know, DJ is great that he can bounce around all over the infield, but it, it's it's such a difference when he's at second compared to a corner spot here. We saw Tyler Wade go full 50 cent on us and loft. I don't even know what kind of throw that was um, at second today. You know, Rugnet or Door is is not making any special plays at second here. He, he you know, occasionally will give us the home run, uh, but but Rugi shouldn't can't be the everyday second baseman. It needs to be DJ. So keep an eye on Glaber. Uh, quick little misdirection from the three up, three down to give a injury update. Uh, up number two is a man who's been in the news a lot the past two weeks, uh, on and off the field. Uh, Garrett Cole, great start by Cole. Gave up a uh, first-inning home run uh, to the Blue Jays, but then gutted out for eight innings, four hits, and and two runs. Uh, looked really sharp, um, and that comes off a, a strong outing for, versus the Twins of, of six innings, two runs. So back-to-back outings from, from Garrett Cole that were very encouraging uh, after the struggle outing versus the Rays. Uh, and more importantly, because he's been in the news for, for everything going on in baseball. So we got to talk about that, Sam. Uh, just in general, Cole and with baseball. But what are your what do you what do you got for your initial thoughts on, on what baseball is trying to do on cracking down on the uh, foreign substances by pitchers here and how Cole kind of got caught in the middle there? It seems like this has been going on for a long time, and pitchers have been doing this for a while. Years, years. Just just like batters have been using pine tar on the bat and all over the helmet. I think you tweeted about this this week. I was week. just trying to ruffle some feathers with that one. Uh, I do think it's a little different, um, especially, you know, if you were talking some of these, you know, high-tech high stuff where it's pretty much like super glue um, to get that extra spin rate um, with, with baseball. But look, this is all baseball's fault. They, they've allowed this. They've kind of encouraged it. Um, and now they're going to try and make a midseason change here from going from all everything's allowed to nothing's allowed. The fact that they're not even allowing, you know, sunscreen and rosin is going to be a serious issue. And I, I think the the words of, of Tyler Glass now, you know, ring, ring pretty hard here of how we need to keep an eye on what injuries are going to happen because you're now telling pitchers they have to change everything about the, what they do on the mound because um, now they're going to go cold turkey here. So I think the. Tyler Glasnow, that injury that sucks. I hope he doesn't need Tommy John, but he's looking that way. And he was pretty adamant that he's blaming this all on Major League Baseball. The real reason I think that there's issues this year is that MLB altered the baseball again. Right. It's, like again, it's, for like the fifth time in five years. They keep fucking with the ball and blaming the players. So there's too many home runs in 2018, too many in 2019, too many last year. So they're altering the baseball, and it's all of a sudden – the pitcher's fault for using the grips on the ball, using stuff to grip the ball in a more, in a way that works better for them. This is not about rosin, sunscreen. This is about MLB altering the ball. And they're just, I think the league is looking to deflect blame for as, as always, as always, for, from altering the ball and looking to make an excuse. 
The reason that we have six no hitters, I think, so far this year, it's five or six. I, I think don't it might know. be twenty-two. I think. <laughs> I can't keep track. Yeah. I get an alert on my phone every night that somebody's six or seven innings into a no hitter. The reason we have that is because the ball is altered from MLB not wanting enough home runs. We don't have a team hitting over two fifty, and I know that's batting crazy. average is yeah, batting average is what it is, but that's that's insane. It's it's crazy. So my thoughts on, on, on the ball being altered, or excuse me, my thoughts on this spider tack and sunscreen and rosin is this has been going on for a long, long time. And MLB is just trying to get the blame off of them for altering the ball yet again because they want less home runs. And as a result, offensive production is at historic lows and Rob Manfred, I think this guy needs to find a new job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone would love that. And, and there is a big distinction here. Uh, you know, Garrett Cole got caught. Um, you know, with this the, the spider tack question here, he answered that horribly. And Yankees PR guys should be fired for that because that was a. He, he seemed like you know he didn't. He should have had a, a canned answer for that. Um, it looked like he wanted to come out and fully be honest and be like, yo, I use stuff. Everybody uses stuff. But then kind of was like, I'm going to piss off a lot of people if I say that. And he just gave an absolutely poor answer. Um, and, you know, that, that Garrett Cole's got to own that. He's going to own that probably the rest of his career because that answer is going to probably gonna stick with him here. But I think it's huge for him to come back these next two games and, and throw gas and, and pitch really well. He had a 101 mile an hour per hour, mile per hour fastball in the eighth inning Versus the Blue Jays here is the fastest pitch by a starter that late in the game all year. Just throwing absolute gas. He was so pumped after that that he threw a 95-mile-an-hour changeup uh, to the next pitch. And that was ended up being his last pitch of the outing. Um, so, look, like Garrett and every everyone else probably on the Yankees and everyone else in baseball, they use some stuff to help get a better grip on it. They're going to have to adjust and alter that. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's affected Cole. This is his first two starts here since kind of that that announcement. Um, but in the in the end, Sam, my my personal opinion is that this is great news for the Yankees. The Yankees have been struggling, and if you're telling me that the pitchers aren't going to be able to do what they want with the ball anymore, that's great news for a lineup that smacks the shit out of the ball. Uh, and we've kind of seen it. The Yankees have scored a lot more runs, you know, the, the past two weeks than they have, you know, the two weeks prior to that. So I think this ends up being a good thing for the Yankees. And I think across baseball, we're going to see a lot more runs. If you happen to be a betting man, you might want to take a couple overs uh, every now and then because the Yankees overs have been doing really well the past two weeks. Um, but And we've seen we've seen maybe a guy like Gary Sanchez is benefiting from this. Uh, maybe you will get some, uh, you know, John Carlos Stan can, can absolutely slug. Um, so in the end, um, it, baseball completely fucked this up, but it might help the Yankees in the long run. Yeah, you're right about that. And yeah, Buster only tweeted uh, offensive production. He tweeted earlier this week. It is slightly up since MLB sent that internal memo, memo and it kind of became public this week. But yeah, the Yankees, the, the offense has obviously woke up. They score, they've scored since the Minnesota tweet series. They scored five or more runs in four straight games. They had the dud in Philly on Sunday and then they scored six runs, three runs, and then eight runs tonight. So 
And, and this offense, is coming from a team that got swept by the Tigers and scored five runs in the entire series, got swept by the Red Sox, and, you know, got had 10 runs the whole series. Um, it always helps to play the Twins because the Yankees do well, and they got some nice, um, you know, um, runs there. But like you said, they're, they're scoring more than five a game now, um, and that's a game changer for the Yankees because their offense has been struggling. Uh, so if they can get that, they can get that, you know, they were like dead, almost dead last in – um, runs per game. If they get that up a full run here, that's going to be a difference of a lot of wins and losses. Stanton, since he came back, he hit the three home runs in two games at Minnesota, comes back in this series. It's a big go-ahead home run tonight. He obviously didn't play the field in Philly. LeMahieu with some extra base hits in Philly for the first time uh, in a while after we really highlighted that he became a singles hitter and was a decent, yeah. versatile infielder. So... Things are changing on the offensive side of the ball after this announcement, but it's going to be interesting to see how this progresses through the summer. Like Tyler Glass now comes out and says that basically blaming his injury on Major League Baseball and then Garrett Cole after his start on Wednesday against the Blue Jays coming out and just telling MLB to communicate with the pitchers and everything. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. It's, I mean, it's it, going to lead to a strike, Sam. I mean, we it's the, it's the sad reality of it, but there might not be baseball next 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 uh, you know spring. It's you know uh, I don't see how this doesn't end in a lockout. Just not this this aside. What happened last year with, with the negotiations. Uh, MLB and the players are are really button heads here, and it's not going to be pretty. But hopefully, we don't have to worry about that for for a while. It's, you know, we got a whole season here to finish up on. Um, Sam, the, the my controversial person for the final three up is going to be Aaron Boone. Um, he's been in the in the news for why does he have a job? What are the Yankees going to do here? Uh, you know, talks. You know, his contracts up at the end of the year. Cashman came out. Gave him support, said this is the bet we made, and we're going to sleep in it, and this is where they're going to go. So Aaron Boone's not going anywhere the rest of the season. Brian Cashman made that pretty clear when he spoke to the media. And and congrats to Boone here. He has three straight games. He has pulled all the strings. Uh, Clint Frazier, pinch hit RBI double to win the game uh, uh, on Tuesday. Wednesday, Gary Sanchez, pinch hit two-run blast. That proves to be the game winner. Uh, and then today... On uh, Thursday, Chris Gittins, you know, going with Gittins over Frazier, who just had the p- big pinch hit game, going with Chris Gittins for his first ever pinch hit in Major League Baseball, uh, and it's a two-run single. So Boone pushed all the buttons correctly uh, on, on pinch hitting here. Uh, so I think he actually deserves a little praise here because very easily he could have made none of those moves, and those could have been three outs, and the Yankees could have got swept. Credit where credit's due. And like I said last week, I have been a – staunch boon defender for a long time but the mental mistakes were really getting to me this season and they had another one sunday in philadelphia when ruth net Odor ran with a ball in front of him when he was at second base and not forced which yeah. drove me up a ball and i was right on top of that but he did pull all the strings this week in buffalo the only thing that i wasn't a fan of was Britain in high leverage in his second game back on that yep. was on Tuesday. Um, and the Yankees were really lucky to get out of that. He loaded the bases with a one run. Yeah, that was vintage Britain there. He's kind of got done that a few times for the Yankees in his, in his, you know, short pinstripe career here. 
but I- I'm going to stick stick to being Stevie positive today. It's great to see Bray back on the mound for the Yankees. Uh, you know, the Yankees picked up his contract here, and then he immediately goes down, and it was, uh, you know, one of those injuries where it's like, will he pitch this year? I uh, didn't look great in in his rehab appearances and kind of took on that. It was like, hey, if I'm ready to throw, I'm going to throw in the big leagues. Uh, got his first taste of the action versus the Phillies, like you said, and then, and then yeah, looked to struggle here, but then closed out the game nicely tonight with, uh, you know, no Chapman after going back-to-back games. So Zach Britton's back. You know, in the end, Sam, it's it's three appearances, zero runs for Zach Britton to start his 2021 series. Very good. And I... I mean, huge boost to the bullpen. I mean, absolutely. Jonathan Luizaga has been unbelievable and easily could have been on the up list. Uh, just absolute lights out here. His last 14 games, he's got 18 innings pitched with, a, a, I think, one run in that. So he's been, he's been awesome. I think he should get some all-star consideration. But if you adding Zach Britton to that, now you have Luizaga, Britton, uh, and Chapman. You know that's that that that's a recipe for success for the Yankees uh, the rest of the season and hopefully into the making a playoff push. I am I'm going to touch on two guys, Britton. I've don't think I've said it on here, but I've said it to in a group chat with a couple of my buddies. He is arguably the best trade Brian Cashman has ever made. And if they don't get a World Series with this guy, I mean, in 2016, it was the year before we started the podcast, he was getting Cy Young consideration. Oh, elite closer. I mean, and of course, the memory of that season is Buck Showalter leaving him in the bullpen in that uh, wild card game and yep. Eddie Encarnacion hitting a 5,000-foot bomb. <laughs> To win the game off of Ubaldo Jimenez. But like I said, I love watching Britain pitch for the Yankees. And yeah, like I said, he's one of Brian Cashman's. I think he's Cashman's best trade ever. And you pair him with Chapman and then Lewiska, who tonight and the broadcast was raving about him. And Michael Kay mentioned, I don't know if you heard this, he said... He has starter or closer stuff. Yep. And I, and I think he chimed in and said he always got hurt and everything. I don't want to see him as a starter again. Ne- never again. I don't ne- ne- I don't want to see him ever before the fifth inning. Ever. Don't pull don't pull a Java right here, please. No, no. He, I think the Yankees have made that decision and they're they're sticking with it. And how can you not make a change after these amazing results here? Uh, I, I I did hear that by Kay. Um, and I was kind of taken back by it. I was like, "K should know that they, they've that he's no longer going to be a starter. That 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 is out the window." And I actually listened to the uh, Blue Jays broadcast for one of the other games when he came in, and they were raving about him too. They're like, "This guy, this guy is is, is awesome." And he's like, ah, "The Yankees got him for freaks." He was back in the Giants organization. Uh, they likely didn't know his injury history as well as we do, um, but they were like, this, "This guy has elite stuff here, and he's proven it." Um, I thought the Yankees, after they scored another run in the ninth inning tonight, that they might leave him in there because it wasn't a safe situation anymore for for Britain and let him go two innings. But with us having you know um, no day off here uh, this week, here it makes sense just to have him go one inning, so he's available tomorrow if needed. Um, I so yeah. sent out a I sent out a tweet tonight. He reminds me he doesn't have the curveball that Patantis did, but oh yeah, that- he reminds. He reminds me of Batantis with 
nasty stuff and more control. I mean, did you see those sinkers at 99 on the Dude, black running in on the hands? It, I love the Batanzas reference. Like we made it earlier before, but the fact that you can do reference it as Batanzas and say with with control because that was always Dylan's issue is he might walk 35 batters in a row one one game here and we haven't seen that with Luizaga this year so it is it is awesome awesome to see um not everyone's done great as we mentioned Sam and I were at the Philly series this weekend here and boy did we have some struggles on the mound um and it starts with you mentioned Brian Cashman's uh acquisition of Britain years ago it is safe to say that the Jamison Tyone acquisition has not gone according to plan. He got through one out in Philly on Saturday. Four runs, uh, five hits. Uh, it was just a disaster. I, I literally, I'll be honest, Sam, didn't even get to my seat and he was out of the game. It was that quick. I could not believe this because in his past couple starts, it was... He was trending upward. He was definitely trending upward. He was trending upward, but it was he started struggling in the fifth or sixth inning. Yeah. That's what I – but this guy, it took him like seven batters to – he recorded one out and seven batters faced. And I, I mean, believe it was all singles. It was it all – So was it, he wasn't giving up bombs. Um, but I don't know if that makes it worse or better because they were just piping singles left and right here. And, uh, and credit to himself, he's like, that was absolutely embarrassing. And he knows it. Um, uh, Sam, would you consider possibly skipping him in the rotation for a start? Maybe going with an opener. Um, to, uh, the Yankees, you know, don't really have a luxury of extra starters here. But I, I feel like something's off with him that he might need it. Or do you think it's better just to keep riding it out and seeing if he can have a bounce back um, outing versus um, his next outing versus the Athletics? I would see if he could have a bounce back outing. I mean, he hasn't had bad starts before the Philly one. I mean, five innings, three earned against the Red Sox, five innings, three earned against the Rays, five shutout innings against the White Sox. He struggled a little bit before that. But if he can do five innings, three earned, I mean, that's keeping you in a game. It's not a quality start by definition, but it's keeping you in a game. And that's really all the Yankees need. I mean, he technically was signed to be a three starter but i think he's definitely not lived up to that he's more of a four or five that the yankees traded four guys for yeah and but, he's not going deep in the games he's almost kind of been like a right-handed jordan montgomery of like he's gonna get you four or five innings maybe but that's not what we were looking for when you make this trade you make this trade here hoping you're getting lightning in a bottle and you're getting a guy that before he got hurt was was being talked about as a cy young contender with pittsburgh if he was able to stay healthy and he looks look. He looks healthy. He's made twelve starts. I know it's been a long time that since he's pitched this long here, but you know, one and four with a five point seven four ERA in twelve starts and only fifty three innings pitched um, with a, a WHIP of about one point four. Um, it's not great. It's, it's it's not what the Yankees gave up four guys for him. They gave up some guys that they liked. Um, it, it's still you know, it's not end all be all here, but it, it's it's coming down the. This is a similar Sonny Gray type situation here. If Cashman makes a big move for a starter and it just hasn't worked out so far. Yeah, and it goes to the point where Cashman came out and publicly said he did the two-for-one with Tyone and Kluber instead of re-signing Tanaka. And right now, I know Kluber was trending upwards before his injury, but right now, I would kind of say that looks like 
yeah, a bad sure. yeah, decision. Sure. I mean, sure. Charlie I mean, Morton to the to the Braves one year, fifteen million. Uh, Taiwan Walker to the Mets for two years, like a great twenty million deal for the Mets. Looking like a great deal. So the Yankees go cheap uh, on two for one with, with Tyone and Kluber. The Phillies, who I follow as well, they did the same thing with Matt Moore and Chase Anderson, and that looks bad. I mean, Matt Moore was in AAA uh, and pitching out of the bullpen when he was last in the majors. It's a trash pick, and I don't want to call Tyone a trash pick because he was really good in his last full major league seasons. Kluber was a two-time Cy Young Award winner that they signed to him. Threw, threw a no-hitter, and Kluber was on his way up before the injury, but it's sometimes quantity isn't greater than quality, and the Yankees, I know Kluber was on his way up, but they're kind of learning that lesson the hard way, as are some other teams in baseball when the Yankees chose not to resign Tanaka in favor of that route, and Brian Cashman publicly said that. Yeah, and it, it, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's a full apples to apples comparison here, is, but the Pirates traded two pitchers. One was Joe uh, Musgrove, the other was Jameson Tyone, and Joe Musgrove is looking awesome out in San Diego. And, and Cashman admitted they were asking what, if he was uh, considering making a, a move for, for Musgrove here, and he was like, yeah, I tried to get both of them. But, you know, they, the Pirates wanted quantity over quality there for the two for one. Like they got five players back from Musgrove, they got four for Tyone, they got nine players for trading two starters. Uh, the Yankees weren't giving up nine guys for two starters. They, you know, the the Padres had a great offer, and the the Yankees ended up with, with Jameson here. Um, in the end, I, I, look, I, I liked the move at the time, and I I hope we could turn it around here. But boy, that was tough to watch. And you know, actually, luckily, I didn't watch. I was in line getting a beer, and I didn't get to see him pitch because he was out of the game that quick. Yeah, I, it, it was it was bad. Like I said earlier, it was death by strangulation. Um, it was single, single. He couldn't locate his breaking ball in the slightest bit, which was really, really tough to watch. The, the Phillies knew it was coming. It was almost a miracle that it was 4 nothing coming out of that first inning, and the Yankees were able to come back down from 7-2 to tie the game uh, in, in the ninth inning, that D.J. LeMahieu home run, which was – out in the bleachers, that was a. Yeah, I know the Yankees good. lost that game, but uh, the bleachers were going nuts. Um, and then yeah, it wasn't it, much better on Sunday. Uh, Domingo Herman really struggled to, uh, there. You know, fought through four innings, but you know, gave up seven runs himself. Um, Ten base hits, like yeah. Aaron Boone, like n- no, he can make a pitching change er- earlier. But <laughs> that, I mean, look, it seemed like he kind of punted it at the once. Once the, the game kind of seemed like it was out of hand, he's like, all right, let's just get out of these NL ballpark. Hey, maybe both these pitchers were like focused too much on trying to hit, uh, and they just didn't focus on the mound here. I don't know. So I don't, I don't spend too much time with on Domingo here, but he's obviously on the down list. Uh, you know, he, he's been really good prior to that, uh, but but another a stinker there from Philly. So we'll chalk that up to interleague play. And hope he bounces back nicely um, against the Athletics as well. So, you know, Domingo and Jameson, they, they know what's in front of them. Uh, hopefully just blips of, of a weekend here. But the Yankees haven't won on a weekend in forever, it seems like, Sam. <laughs> it's insane. The last time they won on a weekend was it, – it's going to be the four-week anniversary, if you want to call that soon. It was it's the crazy. White Sox series. It was the White Sox series, which – 
was the point where they won six in a row and we all thought they were turning the corner. But my goodness, they have not won on a weekend in in June. Quite... In June, they haven't won on a weekend in June. Yeah, and they've got the A's this weekend. A good A's team coming in. The Yankees are going to be seeing some good pitchers, including our old friend James Caprillion. Oh no, shit! I didn't even see that yet. Oh, I, I liked him. I liked him a lot when he was in the Yankee farm system. So I'm excited for that. Uh, so yeah, he's going Friday for versus, versus Jameson. So that, that's a solid matchup here that the Yankees got to. You know, we'll have everyone's eyes on if 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 Tyone struggles and uh, Caprillion does well, the people are will be coming for for Cashman's head like no other, which uh, which we come to expect uh, no matter what happened here. Um, Sam, for the third down, um, I was struggling between two guys here, not because they've been had a really rough week here, just because um, I, I don't know what to think about it. So Chapman with an all time epic blow up versus the twins here to ruin the sweep here but he's been so good for the yankees here that was that was literally an all-timer he i think he had what after nine pitches total but it went home run base hit walk i mean sort of home run base hit home run in three pitches single home run or or no the 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 beginning of anything single home run single home run but i text (laughs) i texted you the morning after and i i said i honestly I knew his first save, blown save, was going to come. Yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't want to throw him, throw him under the bus here because he's been so good here. But uh, that, that was I pref- impressive. <laughs> I prefer – it was. And I preferred that it would have happened in that way. I didn't want 39 pitches, three yeah. walks, and four singles. I, I didn't want that. He got it over very quick. After the Donaldson home run, I went to get uh, my phone charger, get an ice cream pop, refill my water, and – I see the twins celebrating when I look up from the sink and I say, oh, it must have been a solo home run. No, he found a way to sneak in a single. <laughs> I love the idea it. of uh, picturing you in the bottom of the ninth inning just being like, hmm, I need to go get an ice cream pop. <laughs> oh, I did after the Donaldson home run, of course. <laughs> I, I, I love the up, thought of that. <laughs> I look up from the sink and the twins are celebrating. I'm like, oh, yeah, solo home run it must have been. But no, he, he snuck in another single. I mean, it was – Four base hits, including two home runs on nine pitches. Um, yeah, and then kind of no, not no fault of his own here, but he's gotten he's been a victim a few times of the extra inning rules. Um, you know, they they sacrifice him over to third, um, and then just a, a weird infield single here loses to, uh, that that Phillies game there, and Chapman gets the loss here. Um, so that I'm not gonna bitch too much about that. I, you know how I feel about the the extra inning rules. Uh, and Chapman doesn't get an earned run there, but I think this is his, his possibly his third his third run scored in extra innings, but they don't count as as earned runs, which they they shouldn't because the stupid guy starts on second. Um, Mickey Mouse extra innings. Yeah. Mickey Mouse extra innings. Um, is this permanent? I I, I forget. I, I think I, I, it's right now. It's just for this year, but it's going to be up for discussion in the new CBA when they when they have their their inevitable lockout. Um, and I do, I do think it's going to be something that that stays. I don't think the I'm players. I'm fine hate. in the twelfth. If they did it in the twelfth, be, be so fine. much better, so much better. Um, but I, I think it's a point that people are going to like use it as a bargaining chip here. If you know, hey, we're going to get the NL is going to get the DH, but we're going to have this extra inning rules stick for the uh, the remainder of, of baseball. So we'll figure that out there. But Chapman's been so good. Um, he got the two saves first. Versus the Blue Jays, even though uh, the one on Wednesday was a little bit of an adventure, so don't didn't want to, I was could throw on the down list, which we kind of just talked about, and keep him on the down list, I guess. There, 
But my um, other person I was considering is Clint Frazier. Again, huge, huge pinch hit um, double to, to help win the game for the Yankees on Tuesday. But he's lost his starting spot to Miguel Andujar, and it it is it's not it's not been pretty for Clint. And we I would love to see Clint out there every day. He's much better defender than than Andujar. Um, but he's not hitting the ball well, and he's he's getting Wally pipped by by Andujar right now. Um, I'm not sure what you do with Clint if he's not going to be playing. Can he just be a full time pinch hitter? You're going to start to alternate. Uh, I have a feeling we'll see him this weekend as a starter. But I'm going to guess Andujar is getting at least two of the three games versus the uh, the Athletics. Yeah, Clinton didn't start one game up in Buffalo against the Blue Jays. He started one of the two games against the Phillies. He started one game. Just one versus Minnesota. the Twins. Yeah, so he's like, gotten two starts of the last um, eight games. I mean, maybe he comes in as a defensive replacement because Andujar is at a rough couple of games yeah. out in the field here. I mean, I was out down the third baseline in Philly, and Andujar on a, an Andrew McCutcheon double on Sunday took a route out to Chester, Pennsylvania before <laughs> yeah, he's hanging he out with got me. to the ball. <laughs> Um, so he's a worry out in the field, but the Yankees really don't have the bodies for defensive replacements right now. I mean, John Carlos Stanton isn't playing the field. Clint Frazier, while he's gotten better on defense, he's not a a good or great defender by chance. And you have Brett Gardner playing center field every day. Really the only true center fielder on the active roster right now. So I don't know. And I'm going to give a shout out to Tyler Wade. He, he, he's the defensive replacement. If you're going to make the change, you're going to put Tyler Wade in there. He's actually been very good in the outfield. So it's kind of crazy that, you know, um, what, what are you going to do with Clint? Do you want him on the bench just for these pinch hit opportunities or do, or do you throw him in the minors so he can get some everyday at bats? Um, I don't think we're at that point yet, but if, if Andujar is getting eighty-five percent of the starts come July fourth, you know, then you might as well have Clinton in the minors. I agree, and, and that's I crazy because really... I don't want that to happen at all. But like, man, that would suck. I, I would hate to this see Clint was... go back to the minors. But it, it's what are you going to do? I mean, he's he's not he's not doing he's not doing much, and Andujar has uh, he's been he's been performing well with the bat. This was the guy in the Andrew Miller trade, too. I mean, this is the guy, obviously, Torres came that summer. But this was the guy that everyone was talking about, too. You know, uh, it was him and Judge. That's why he was number, you know, they were thinking, oh, 77 and 99 for the next decade in the Yankees outfield. Yeah, and it's sad that it hasn't ended up that way. So it's... I don't know what you do. He's the fourth outfielder for now, I guess. Fifth outfielder if you're using weight as a defensive replacement. But they're in a tough situation. They're in a tough, tough situation because Frazier was hitting a little bit here and, and there. Sam, I think then the, the point of, you know, Stanton says he wants to start gearing up for playing in the outfield too. Like if, if I, don't that, that. I don't know about that at all. But, I, you know, if, if that becomes a thing – then you definitely don't need Clint Frazier as an outfielder because you can always use Stan if needed. So it's going to be uh, – I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried for my guy because I've been on the Clint train for a while, um, and I love to see him get playing time here. I, I called him the most dangerous nine-hitter in the history of Major League Baseball going into the season. And um, when you're batting 188 and slugging 319, you're making, uh, you're making me look real dumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, I – 
said before, I don't know what his trade value is, but it's probably close to zero. Um, so we'll, it'll be, it'll be we'll, interesting we'll, to see how they juggle Clint and Miguel because I feel like for both of them, the key is consistent at bats. And when you have the injury to to Aaron Hicks, it really opens up for, for one of them to get consistent at bats. Um, and right now that guy is Andujar. So if you're the Yankees, you ride this out. And if Andujar struggles um, and has a, has a rough week, maybe then you flip it. You just keep alternating back and forth, um, kind of like what they did with Gary and Higashioka earlier in the year. But, you know, something to keep an eye on here for for for, for both 26-year-olds because, you know, Clint's not starting. He has. He's not getting. He's getting the. Uh, he's been a bench player for the past two weeks, um, so we'll, we'll see there. Um, all right, we may, we mentioned a lot about the the upcoming series with the with the Athletics here. Um, I always get weirded out with the other. At least we're not going to Oakland. Whenever we play in Oakland, I feel like weird shit happens. I always think about a, a Mariano Rivera home run that they gave up uh, in the in the bottom of the ninth inning years and years ago. And that that weird ballpark out there, but the Yankees are will be back home and, and playing the A's here and need to keep the momentum um, that they have. But the A's are a good team. The A's have been a, a steady team. We've seen them in the wild card game, um, you know, a few times, and they're 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 doing they're leading the West. They're leading the West with a forty three and twenty seven record. Um, you know, one of the top teams so far this year in the AL. Yeah, uh, and they're always a scrappy team. The Yankees are seeing three really good pitchers uh, this weekend. They're seeing Caprillion, got an ERA under three. Chris Bassett has been, has been a big story for them this year. And they're seeing Manaya, who's long been, yeah, you know, the staple cool. of that rotation. And they're hot. So, they're winners of eight of the last ten. So this would be yeah, – this is – I really hope you can't see the Yankees, you know, going through these. We sweep one team, then we get swept. Uh, absolutely can't happen here. I need the they Yankees need to, need, they need to take two. They need to take the first two and get a five-game winning streak and, and then see what happens uh, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, and Jam- Jamison Tyone, that um, entails getting out of the fucking first inning. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say does. that right now. Uh, I agree with you, Steve. They need to take the first two. You don't want to go into that rubber game, you know, the pressure of one in the series. And I am encouraged by what I saw in Toronto because – Toronto's a team that has had the Yankees number for, for the better part of two years now. And the Yankees went up there and swept them. So, but for me to really, and of course, uh, I, the, the Yankees are my lifeblood. Like I said, life, it's kind of a personality trait in uh, this time of year, if we're being honest. But in order for me to buy in the the playoffs are a thing and everything that they, they've got to take two or three against one of the best teams in the AL this weekend. Uh, and they follow that up by playing the Kansas city Royals, uh, who have after a strong start, they, they're, uh, they're, they're dipping down a little bit, dipping uh, down, like you said, but yeah, yeah. So, so big, big series there. Um, I kind of want to end it with the an update on the home run tracker that uh, hashtag NYYHR tracker. The Yankees are hitting some more home runs. The, the, the summer's warming up and the balls are starting to fly. And the Yankees do better when they hit more home runs. They win more games. It, it's plain and obvious. They have jumped into a tie with with the Red Sox and the Dodgers with 86 home runs on the year, tenth in Major League Baseball. 
the Yankees need to finish in the top 10 in home runs if they want any shot of making the playoffs. They're right above them are the Oakland A's with 88. So they're two back of the A's. So Sam, I not only want them to take two of three from the A's, but they need to out home run the, Yank, the, the, the A's and jump them in, in the standings here. So they're two back. So if the A's hit three home runs off us, we need to hit at least five. Uh, that, that's my goal for the weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go bold. Let's go eight home runs this weekend. <laughs> I love how just high we keep going. By, by each episode, it's just we, we, the Yankees are going to hit a billion home runs. Uh, eight home runs this weekend. <laughs> and we need it there. And then we'll come back on and we'll talk uh, a little Red Sox preview, a little hopefully Red Sox redemption but before next weekend here. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Podcast and in Pinstripes. Uh, Sam, it's always better to talk when the Yankees have wins. That that last episode with the, the Red Sox sweep, uh, I love talking to you, but I never want to have another episode like that again. Ever, ever. That's going to be our last emergency episode ever. I, I, I told your wife that this weekend too, when I was talking <laughs> she'll, to her. She'll appreciate it. I didn't get any text tonight saying to, to shut the hell up. So we'll be uh, we'll be all set. As always, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, check out GothamSN.com for all things New York sports. Islanders are still in the playoffs here. So lots of hockey going on too. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, if you care about them, you're, you're not a real New Yorker, so I don't care. <laughs> uh, but stay tuned, and we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Sam, see you later. Peace. Peace.